Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 589 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. Joe and Todd here. Todd, hello. How are you? I'm doing fine, Joe. How, how you are know, you? I'm doing good. If we record at times two speed, and then the people play it back at times two speed, then it is a short show for all of us. Mm, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Try it. That's why I pay myself the big box to do this show. That's right. That's why you control the the click through in the Patreon. We're probably making thousands, <laughs> thousands. But when I get a that cut of that money, yeah, it's like a sliver. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You'd you'd be surprised at how much I shortchange myself. I believe it because I know we've talked. I'm like, do you want a little something out of mine for this? No, you take it. And I'm like, that'll buy me this Doctor Who thing on eBay. Well, if I know you're buying Doctor Who stuff with it, maybe I'll keep, maybe, maybe I'll round it up in my favor when I split <laughs> things in half instead of your favor. Oh, some of that who math. Yeah, that 0.07 of a cent is going to go my way. <laughs> That's right. It's the old Superman 3 <laughs> opportunity joke. That's right. The best Superman movie. Oh, the only Superman producers saw a spectrox induced richard Pryor in an episode of the tonight show and they're like that's what we need for our next superman movie right and then he respected superman so much he didn't stray from the script oh boy that's what i heard he was like they were expecting him to be richard Pryor and like ad lib and do stuff and rewrite stuff and he was like superman superman i'm gonna respect this and do the script as is that's right. And all you people out there are like, oh, I don't like Superman, big blue Boy Scout, all that sort of jazz. Oh. If Richard Pryor could respect Superman, then you could respect Superman, all right? Yeah, over the holidays, I had that argument with somebody about Superman, so I don't want to go down that road. I've had enough rants in my day today, so. All right. At least six by my liking today. Mm, six pack of rants. It's All right, so let's get into news this week. Uh, we have, uh, how to start your own Twitter, uh, write-in campaign to get yourself a job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marvel with a, I wouldn't say rare, but it's been a long time since they had a digital misstep. Image saves a comic creator from whatever a sub stack is. <laughs> uh, DC reaches a special benchmark with this week's releases and... Lunar Distributing is going to get uh, my seventh rant of the night. So Whoa. we'll get stuff. into all. What? No, I was going to say stuff was said about that at the shop today. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, conventions this weekend, uh, digital sales, what we read this past week, which was One Star Squadron number two, what we're looking forward to coming out this week, uh, Todd's Art Attack, an update on the Silver Standard, the battle for second place. Uh, the results of last week's voting in the next round, hitting a low-end Spider-Man villain against a low-end Batman villain, and of course, discussion of the most recent episode of Book of Boba Fett. Yes. All right, so uh, as we mentioned here, uh, it's been a while, I feel it's been a while since this has happened, uh, but apparently last week... When the new releases came out on the digital end for Marvel, uh, they accidentally put um, the rest of January and some <laughs> of February up. 
giving you a preview, a peek, if you will. Sure, sure. Um, so obviously, uh, a mistake. Um, obviously releasing books weeks in advance. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I said, it's been a lot. I remember, I feel as though this is something that used to happen a lot more often with Marvel. I don't know. I'm not really the digital guy, so yeah. I don't know. But I don't even really remember it happening. This, you know, but if you say so. No, I think it was more so of like times where like, oh, the Wednesday books were released over the weekend or, uh, you know, they released like the next two issues of something as opposed to like just the next one issue of something. Um, but again, you know, they've been doing very well. We I feel as though we haven't talked about it in quite some time, uh, but it always makes me wonder how something like that happens when you like just accidentally release like a month's worth of books in advance on your digital platform. I don't know. Weren't you having trouble releasing some of the Patreon episodes and stuff like that? It's all what buttons you click, Joe. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the Patreon stuff was it wasn't letting me click a certain button. Mm-hmm. Like it just was disabling the button that I couldn't even access it. So it wasn't like, well, the button doesn't work, so I'm just going to release it as is and hope for the best. It's like, no, 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 we're going to fix this problem before we do it, you know? <laughs> right. I always like to think the guy who like puts the the comics out that week or whatever is just like, ah, another job well done, Steve. And he puts his feet up on the computer desk and then like accidentally hits control all like spoil books or whatever it is. You know what I mean? That's the way I, I just feel like somebody just goofed up that way. They just bumped something that they shouldn't have. I assume that's what happens, but again, it's just crazy when it does happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of books, uh, this week at the very least, and, you know, we'll get into it a little bit when we get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, this is something that I feel that has happened before, but another time that it's been quite some time uh, since it's happened, where every DC book that comes out this week is either Batman or Batman adjacent by one. Mm-hmm. Adjacent Todd? <laughs> uh, no, nah, is he in anything this week? Probably. Probably. Isn't there a Robbins? No, there's not a Robbins book. That's next week. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, every everything that's Batman related. The only one I guess I, I'll give you some argument on uh, is Justice League versus Legion. But I assume Batman's in the Justice League, so that counts, oh. I guess definitely in there right let's do a justice league book without batman that's mm-hmm. not gonna happen but you know the it you know batman is what dc comics is man you know wasn't there a time where they were gonna rename the the line like was it superman comics was it back in the 80s um i know at one point they were gonna rename Ag- action comics action comics now starring batman <laughs> But no, I don't know. Yeah, DC didn't it stand for Detective Comics? Like you said. No, wasn't there? There's a variant cover of Justice League, the Giffen DeMatteis era, right? Yeah. Where there's like one cover that has like the DC Comics bullet, and then there's another one where they're called like Superman Comics. Am I making this up? No, what I think because I have that issue. I have that uh, that that issue, and it's a variant cover with Captain Marvel fighting a rocket right on the cover. But what they were doing that month is they were doing different uh, corner art for different things. Like there's a 
I think uh, I don't I don't remember exactly what it was, but I don't think it was for Superman comics. Uh, if you get what I mean, I do. But uh, you know, I, I feel as though we're not too far away from DC just rebranding as Batman comics and the rest. No, I totally agree, man. That's usually what they do. And Batman. the crazy thing about it is, like, it's not even every Batman book is out this week. Because, like, standard Batman isn't out this week, and I think one other one isn't out this week. You know what? I'm looking at that Justice League now, and mm-hmm. there is a bullet up in the corner with Superman, like, flying through it that says Superman Comics. But that was, let's see, that was 87. Was that, like, because he, uh, 38? So that might have been for the anniversary, like uh, maybe that was 88 around when they were getting ready for the Superman anniversary, whatever, you know, 80th, not 80th, because uh, it would have been 50th. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just I just vaguely remember because of that Justice League issue that there was, I guess it got uh, retrofit into a rumor that they were going to just rename it from dete- like DC Comics to Superman Comics. Fair enough. I I don't remember. I don't remember that being that, but right. Uh, so uh, I mentioned uh, not going to Substack uh, last week. Jeff Lemire announced uh, former guest of the show. Jeff Lemire. That was True. a long time ago. Back mm-hmm. when we used to have guests on the show from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, he signed an exclusive with Image. Now, I know a majority of his stuff was done through uh, Image, but he did have a bunch of stuff through Dark Horse. Um, He did some stuff through Vertigo as well, but I don't think he's done anything at DC in a while. I think he actually has a book out this week. From DC? Yeah, is he? did he do that uh, Robin Batman book? Oh, you know what? You're right. Okay. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, when that exclusive goes into place, how long he'll be on those books uh, at DC specifically. And of course, with Black Hammer being like the big book that he re- does at DC, uh, how that's going to work, if he's going to be allowed to continue whatever that contract is, or if he's going to wrap up Black Hammer, or if Black Hammer is going to move over to Image. That's a that's a possibility, but how long has he been doing? Like he, I know, because it was kind of the thing that kept me from kind of reading Black Hammer, even though people were always saying it was really really good. Is I know there was just a lot of it going on. Um, I could imagine that maybe with all the issues and the minis and and whatever, that maybe it has run its course. But I mean, independent or creator owned stuff, it's easy to take wherever you're going, man. So uh, I will say it is very dense. Uh, there was a period of time where I think, you know, we're talking two years ago when COVID bumped a bunch of things back, Mm -hmm. we ended up at a point where we were almost at like three or four black hammer books a month because everything that was supposed to come out was now coming out, but he was still working on other stuff. And I think he was on a schedule where like, I need to hit these points before these other books come out. Okay. Um, cause, and he wrote pretty much all of it except for one mini series that was called Black Hammer Visions. Uh, it was an eight issue mini series where like the main feature would be by Jeff Lemire. And then there'd be like a second or third story in the book that would be written by someone else. 
like a little anthology thing with the characters yeah. he created. Yeah, okay. Um, but, you know, he's been on that book for however long it's been, and, you know, he's the only one uh, that's really kind of done that book. You know, that's why I give the parallels to Astro City with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's good, but it's, like, so dense. Like, if you were to try to get into it now, you would be completely lost. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. His image is he has a new uh, series coming up with Dustin Wen. So Little Monsters, I think it's called. I was like, I think it flew under the radar because there was not a bunch of jumping on points. But his Ascender Descender was yeah. absolutely fantastic. So, and I love uh, Dustin's art. So I'm really looking forward to that. And you know, we're like you said, he was on the show. We're both Jeff Lemire guys. So yep. Uh, also, this week it was announced that uh, Lunar Distribution is going to be doing their own little separate previews catalog starting this month mm-hmm. uh, for the non-DC books that they distribute. Okay. Uh, I feel as though this is something they should have been doing all along. Fair enough. Um, obviously, they've been adding more and more publishers to their list of things. But I definitely help think that this helps the retailer, and it also helps those of us buying things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd, you stop me when I'm wrong, because I'd like okay. to tell everyone a story. Go ahead. So uh, two weeks ago, of course, we do uh, pull posts. We put up our books and everything else like that. Todd and I talk outside of these microphones being on. And he mentioned to me, he's like, oh, I noticed you dropped a couple books. And he goes, I noticed that you dropped my bad. And I'm like, no, I didn't. It's not out yet, right? And you're like, I got it. It's on my list. I picked it up. And I'm like, huh. So I go back and I check. And I overlooked it, right? Because it's through Lunar. And when I look at the Diamond site, a lot of times the Lunar stuff doesn't cross over the right way. Just to, just as an example, when you look at the Diamond site for books that are coming out next week, they claim that both Blue and Gold 5 and 6 are coming out next week. Yeah, probably not. Pro- okay, but when you look at the Lunar site, it says just issue 5 it's coming out next week. So uh, Todd's like, oh, well, there's this other site that I use to cross-reference things. And I go, you know, I usually cross-reference things there. And I go, I must have just missed it, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to our local retailer and I say, hey, apparently I missed my bad number three. Um, I don't know if you could reorder it or I don't know if you have any left, but I'd like my bad three, please. Um, and he looks and he's like, I don't think we got any in. <laughs> so he goes and he looks up on the thing and he goes, well, I can't order it through pre through Diamond. And it's unclear through Diamond if I can order it. But if I look, punches it in, he goes, it says that uh, Lunar will have it next week, which is this week. Mm-hmm. Right? So then I see on Ahoy's website, Lunar's website, Diamond's website, and Mark Russell, the creator, all claim that the book comes out this week. So how did this book come out two weeks early, but everyone else is like, I don't know how Todd got it. You believe I have it, right? I, 
there's no reason that you would lie about <laughs> such a book. I I bought it, you know, at the shop. I I pre-ordered it through previews because that's the right. only way that I know, you know, how to get it. Um, I didn't even realize, like, you know, with all the news we do, like, through Lunar, I just, I go through my previews, I pick my books. It was there one day, I sent in my email, I was like, here's my books, and my bad was, and I mentioned it today, because I went down and got my DC books, and I was like, I was like, oh, and they're like, okay, well, we're pulling tomorrow for Joe, bring up Joe's list, and they're like, my bad, and uh, I'm like, and they're like, okay, we didn't, we didn't get that in. And he's like, and then it became like, oh, we maybe like we reordered. He's like, oh, I talked with Joe about this. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I have the book. And I think when I said it, people were, they were kind of looking at me funny. And I'm like, but I'm not sure. And I'm like, I don't know if anybody, whatever. Um, But I know as of this recording, they still don't have your my bad. They're waiting on it to come in yet. So obviously this sort of thing isn't going to happen with DC books, Mm -hmm. but this is a way to get people who want to try some indie books off of indie books when the distributors can't keep straight when books are coming out or where books are coming out or how books are coming out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm even just looking here at the digital version of Lunar's thing, right? Right. And it very clearly says... My bad issue five of five, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the diamond order form, it just says my bad with no issue number with it. Okay. Now that could be a typo, but it's a previews diamond line wide typo because it's like that in the digital version of the previews. It's like that in the print version of the previews and it's like that in the order form. Okay. And again, that's just one book, okay? And it just so happens that it's a book that both of us get. So obviously I'm much more aware of it, but who knows what other books are falling through the cracks or being like ordered where you could get it like two weeks prior to the actual distributor if you get it through Diamond. And, you know, somebody could be like, well, I have issues one, two, three, four. I see my bad. It doesn't say it's issue five. So I don't even know if I should order it if I'm looking Mm -hmm. at the Diamond order. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just wish they all got their stuff together. Everyone got on the same page and allowed me to order the comic books I want. I I just find it funny because usually, you know, I'm the guy who, well, until recently, you know, I put orders together. I, I was shooting from the hip and all this stuff. And it just seems like now, granted, because Diamond, you know, went down and got hacked and everything, but you like you have all these problems, and I'm just like chugging away with my little website that I found. And I'm like, I don't seem to have any problems. Once in a blue, blue moon, um, because they switch it over after Wednesday. If I look up my books early, like they'll they'll move stuff around. They're like, all right, we we thought, but now we have the official like thing. So this, I'm like, Oh, I forgot to put that on or I forgot to take that off. But when I go to the site, it's there. Um, I, I don't know. I just think you're slipping in your old age, man. That's all I got. I, I definitely think the main issue is, is that there's too many things to track these books through, you know? Right. If I was just getting everything through the diamond list, like it used to be back in the day, then there wouldn't be these problems. 
Right. I, I can't wait for when me and you are on this show around episode like 700. Or like, do you remember? We, we never knew we had it so good when everything was just under diamond, <laughs> you know, with right. these 38 different distributors now and bad idea. <laughs> oh, boy. So last but not least here in the news section, uh, last week on social media. A Jimmy Palmiotti tweeted out and said, hey, we did these many issues of a Jonah Hex book. Uh, if HBO Max is looking for something to turn into a TV show, why don't you do these? I've got experience. Where, oh, hang on. Here's the exact tweet. Hang on. Yep. Why doesn't Warner Brothers take our done-in-one stories of Jonah Hex we wrote for the series, 70, and not make a weekly series for HBO Max is a mystery to me. Seriously, make the scars smaller, focus on after the war adventures, and hire us to consult. I, and just from uh, that, it became like a movement. It got picked up by pretty much every comics and comics adjacent media thing. Mm -hmm. And like he Joe, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti essentially created his own story. And milking it for all it's worth, which I totally respect. A absolutely. Um, and I'm, I don't know if you know this, Joe, I'm in 100% agreement. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that limb is very weak that I just went out on there. You know what I mean? But uh, just, yeah, I was like, this is fantastic. And I he even said that he's like Justin Gray. He's like, we'll bring him in too. He has experience with this stuff. Now, granted, I understand, you know, one and done stories. Like with a comic, you're going to need to pad that. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just, you know, a comic is 20, at that time, 20 some pages. That's not going to be a 30 minute or an hour episode, whatever they're going to do. If I want bring them in, write more. They seem to have the character down. Um, the only thing that I've ever argued, and I've never done it with them, and I'm probably going to do it the next time I see them, is I'm okay with lessening the scar. Like Jordy Brene, uh, kind of like toned down the scar, and it's not the the the, the thing. I, I, I'm fine with that as long as they don't get rid of it, because I remember. Um, I'm all for Jimmy Palmiotti saying, I'll write whatever number you want on your comic. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. But when he like said the quote, he's like, Jonah Hex is not his scar. And I'm like, he's not just his scar. He's not just scar, but that is a big part of what he is, you know? And I, I'm like, you can't lose that. But otherwise that's the only thing we've ever didn't not seen eye to eye on, but I want this to happen in the absolute worst way and i can't wait to see the episode that covers issue 50 of jonah x <laughs> well and i'll say as as two people who have recently reread that 70 issue run eh, they they only done in one stories wasn't there like a four-parter in there somewhere and there was a couple two-parters in there as well there was one six-parter okay which was the like one big story then there was a handful of two-parters. Uh-huh. Like, and when I say two-parters, maybe three of them. And then there was one three-part story, which was his origin, which would just be the first episode. Mm -hmm. so, but all, out of 70, 60 were one and done, Joe. Okay, and I'm just saying a little uh, little uh, stretching of the truth there. Yeah. I'll give you that. 
And, um, uh, and I like that Jimmy Palmiotti thinks that it's the scar that might be the thing that's preventing oh. a Jonah Hex show from being made and not the fact that he's he'd be wearing a Confederate uniform, which, you know, and a lot of uh, the South uh, Dixieland uh, iconography in the book and covers and stuff like that we, we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but- I don't know how you would... Uh, it would take a, a much more creative writer than I to kind of tiptoe around that sort of stuff in a, in a show produced in 2022. I, I totally agree. I mean, even though it's covered in the book, and I always thought Jimmy did a great thing with it, why he still wears the uniform, um, partly for punishment and other reasons and stuff like that. But uh, I'm like, I get it. It would be a, a, a flare-up. But, like, it's the thing that I would get why people would be offended. But I'm like, there, there's nuance there, too, to why he does it. So, But, yeah, that's why there's no merchandise. I haven't gotten a figure or a poster or whatever you want in, like, I don't know, 10 years. So mm-hmm. uh, We haven't even gotten a book since um, the one Foghorn. Uh, no, it was Yosemite Sam Jonah Hex crossover. And right. then he was in death metal but because he was a zombie somehow um they kept blowing parts off of him so he didn't have his uh uniform anymore right and and it's it's more so of like you just see like the press released image for that and you see a guy in a confederate uniform and people are just gonna blow a gasket though now that i say that i mean but how many years ago was jonah on legends in the outfit that's true i mean now the, we are a different world from of just a few years ago, but that was the closest that we came to, you know, like I, I, I thought maybe we'd get a Funko pop or something, but we didn't. So we'll see. I think it's going to happen. I think they'll just get rid of the outfit. Yeah. Or, or they'll, they'll tweak it enough that you won't be able to tell what it's supposed to be. Um, I'll say this under all-star Western when it ran, um, in the new 52, he wore an overcoat a lot, like to cover it up. Sure. So that's the way around. You get the duster, like it's always sunny. You're good to go, Joe. Right. And hey, if you're going to be at the uh, Central Florida Comic Con in Lakeland this weekend, uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti are going to be there. So you can certainly talk their ears off about it and come report back to us. Yes. And uh, if you're in the Central Florida Lakeland area and you want to roll those dice this weekend, I say you shouldn't. That's just my personal opinion. But uh, the link to that convention uh, is in the show notes for this episode, along with uh, everything else in the soon-to-be-named network, uh, soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com, all the shows in the network. Anytime they go live, you can find them there, uh, whether it be this show, whether it be Longbox Heroes After Dark, At Odds With Wrestling. Uh, we need wrestling. Final wrestling place is on a bit of a, hi- I, a hiatus right now. Uh, Wings on Wings, I think, is taking a week or two off. We'll see. Yep. yep. Uh, they'll be back. Everybody's okay. Um, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, Porch Talk, and Hit My Music. All of those, anytime they go live or anytime the folks from those shows are on other shows, you can find them all over at soontobenamednetwork.com. Uh, you can also check out our friend Kevin and his website, MassLibrary.com. Uh, he's been posting a lot more of his finds of getting those bulk packs of comics at your Ollie's and other uh, secondary type stores. 
Uh, you can check out Rick Williams, the chop shop for all those cool resin and glow in the dark sci-fi fantasy and wrestling design things that he does. Uh, more listeners of the show are even more creative than us. Jason Sandberg and Chris Runt, both respectively, put out comic books that you could access and purchase through Comixology. The links to all of those, of course, in the show notes as well as a link to information about our comic book shop. We were just talking about them before. Uh, comics on the Green, if you do not have a comic book shop in your area or you do not have a good comic book shop in your area, let them be your comic book shop. Uh, they do a very good mail order subscription service, whether you get your books weekly, every other week or monthly. That means those books are coming out of your pull list box envelope, whatever they keep things in. I think they just keep them in a brown paper bag like Todd gives me uh, my Christmas gift every year uh, in. But at least when you get them sent to your home, you will get some uh, cool art from our friend Becky. You can check out her social media to see her work commissions and process therein. Little uh, fun fact, all the comics in our pool bag, Joe, are in Tyvek unrippable bags. Oh, really? Yep. Years ago, he, they ended up doing that, and it was tough to cut them down to fit the boxes because they're Tyvek. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty – I'm not going to say all of them are because, you know, you add over time. But I know, I do believe probably ours are in uh, Tyvek bags. I had, one, I had a Tyvek wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, while it did not rip, it certainly did wear out from going in and out of my pocket. Yeah, because you're Mr. Like paying for stuff. But, That's right. Uh, oh, let me pay for this. Yeah, let I me get my that. my wallet and Abe Lincoln's rubbing his eyes. He hasn't seen the sunlight in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, the old Flintstone gag. That's let right. me get that extra Bib Fortuna figure. I got no problem. But yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I always thought that was kind of kind of cool. Maybe they do, do wear out because uh, I pick up my books every week so the book sliding in and out might wear mine out mm -hmm. i'm just saying the tyvek wallet that i had was a flash wallet mm -hmm. and let's just say it turned from red to pink to white in like less than a year's time see i have a tyvek booster golden blue beetle wallet uh-huh but i only take it to cons so that way it's going to stay for a while because gotcha. i only go to like three cons a year so it's like all right uh, it doesn't go in and out of my pocket. Then I have a, I have a Raiders wallet for every day. That's tough and last, Joe. But anyway. <laughs> uh, well, digital sales, uh, something that you can't use real money on. I think you have to buy them with Bitcoin. I'm not really sure how those <laughs> transactions work. Uh, but some of the sales that are on this week, uh, Marvel has a bunch. They got sales on Marvel Max books, She-Hulk books, Electra books, and a Maestro sale. Uh, I think there's a new Maestro, She-Hulk, and Elektra type things that are coming out within the next couple weeks, if not this week. I definitely know there's a Maestro. I think it's like a House of M thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Horse has a Mythic Beasts sale. Uh, Image has a Spawn sale. Dynamite has a Fantasy and Red Sonja sale going on. And anytime there's a Red Sonja sale, we legally have to remind you uh, that the uh gail simone run on red sonia is included in that uh one of the best runs of a comics in recent history and you can get the entire run of that for like 19 bucks that's a good deal that's a great run of comics like you said yeah 
And uh, DC is having a sale on Naomi-related stuff. The uh, hit sensation from Wonder Comics, and then all of her appearances in Justice League, Young Justice, and wherever else she's popped up. Actually, and probably the smallest sale in uh, recent memory, uh, at least on the DC side. Usually their sales are like, Batman, so it's like literally thousands of books. Yeah. If you want to get every Naomi appearance, it's 27 issues. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, digital side of stuff. Let's get into what we read from this past week, uh, which was One Star Squadron by uh, Mark Russell and Steve Lieber. Yes, um, uh, the uh, One Star Squadron, which is basically like a business that you rent out heroes to do various things, whether it be uh, security or birthday parties, whatever, run by Red Tornado. And this issue kind of features heavily on Minuteman, who uh, is a character whose powers only last for one minute due to Miracolo, the Hour Man drug, and it's him... You know, he hasn't had a lot of luck lately and, and work's going downhill and he needs to get more miracle And the way he does that is, you know, maybe kind of sketchy and he needs more work. And Red Tornado is like, you know, takes him. He's like, so I can give you this birthday party. And in one of the funniest, like, bits in a book that I've seen in a, in a while, uh, Minuteman at the little kid's birthday party with all the various gags that are in there in like a short amount of time is really good. Um, the bit more bits with where he's getting his uh, miracle uh, all from. And then when the birthday party doesn't go right, him going to the comic convention and just the meta bits of that. There's one thing I don't like to give too much away, but there's one where a certain creator uh, who may be a political satirist who uses a piano. Um, he, uh, <laughs> He's talking about like the food in the in the VIP room, and so uh, uh, Minuteman goes, and it's like this isn't for like the comic people. This is for like the 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 entertainment people, like actors and stuff like that. And I'll it'll always go back. I'll re, uh, a nameless person, uh, an artist who was a big time artist, was like would not go to New York Comic Con because. Uh, he would just get a pass from a friend and go and he would take commissions and go to a t meet me at this table. He's like, because they, they, they treat you like crap. He's like, he's like Todd in Europe, they have an omelet station in our VIP room here. They give you a jug of water. And I always found that funny. So it's a lot of that. And then um, there's a bit with plastic man and Firehawk doing the security bits. And finally, maybe a bit of a coup with power girl trying to oust, uh, Red Tornado. Um, I'm having a blast. There's a lot of books that I can compare this to, but I don't want to because then it gives it a high bar for people to read. But uh, let's just say Stephen Lieber's uh, Steve Lieber's art reminds me of them. But uh, I'm really enjoying One Star Squadron. Yeah, I, I think I even mentioned it last last time yep. that we covered this, and I kind of intimated that it's you know a very spiritually successing uh, superior foes of Spider Man, and this is one of those books where it's just tons of great gags um and the gags do not detract from the story uh no. obviously mark russell is a great writer um does tons and tons of stuff 
Um, obviously, you know, we joke and say that because there's a political satirist musician who also has the same name. But Mark Russell is admittedly very political in his own right. Um, he, I think he plays with that a little bit better in this book, obviously being a quote unquote mainstream DC book uh, than he does in some of his own other creator owned products, process books. Um, but like I said, I, the only gag I'll give away uh, in this, you know, being explicit about it is when Minuteman goes back to the VIP lounge at the comic book convention. And besides the fact that there's a giant sign of the wall that said all food must be eaten back here. Right. Um, Minuteman remarks that he should have brought a Tupperware container to bring some stuff home. <laughs> yeah. Um, back in the day, uh, when World Wrestling Entertainment toured on a more regular basis and had really good catering, once word got out about that, and especially if you were working like a dark match or a tryout match, say around like Christmas time, mm-hmm. maybe your gear bag might be filled with multiple Tupperware containers. Oh, and that would be Christmas dinner for the family. No, hey, I get it. And there, I'll go ahead. Sorry, there might even be people that work for the company now that used to do that back in the day. Oh. But no, it's just like that. The VIP rooms, like there's this is this VIP room is better. Well, I don't know. I've never been to the VI VI VIP room, um, uh, but I've been to like the Artist Alley one, and it's it's pretty it's pretty crappy. Um, and like they say, don't take anything out of it. Like I remember going and they had they had bottled water, and I was drinking one bottled water there, and I put one in my bag pouch like that for the water. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you can't, no, you can't, you can't, you can't drink one and take one. You can only. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And then they stopped doing that. They just got the uh, water jug feeder thing like whatever you call it the the water cooler that way you could okay you could fill your you could fill your uh like your thermos or whatever or your uh, i can't think what they're called the 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 igloos and stuff like that but you you know and they would kind of like guard it like they would like (laughs) like a hockey goalie like don't take too much i'm like oh my god but then the you hear the rooms like with the stars it's ridiculous but that's my rant so and I, I'm surprised, and again, it's only a six-issue miniseries, so it had to happen eventually, but I'm surprised that the coup attempt happened this quickly. Right, but there's probably comedy that will ensue from it and go back and forth. So. Oh, sure. And I'm actually uh, surprised we didn't get any more gangbuster story, like none in this Yeah, issue. so that so, was very interesting. Like, we did get Minuteman established in issue one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets like kind of the bulk of this issue. Maybe one day we'll see, uh, you know, uh, gangbuster come back like to end around. Like we introduced oh. him, he goes away and then like he reappears at the end of issue four and like a cliffhanger or something like to save Definitely. the day. Oh, he's coming back. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's not bad. It's just interesting. Who's getting the spotlight and who just like disappears, you know, but all good. It's all good. Right. Uh, so definitely check this book out. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, we had one issue in December, one issue here. It's, you know, if you like humor books and again, to put it on a lofty pedestal as superior foes of Spider-Man, I guess we just did. Right. Uh, so that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. 
Uh, if you head over to longboxheroes.com, every Tuesday around noon, we put out the pull post, which is a uh, link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Uh, whether you get your books in trade, whether you get your books in print, whether you wait for the digital sales, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Uh, Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, it's a new year, so Todd is up one correct guess to zero. And uh, I'm looking at your list, Todd. And there's nothing really that's jumping out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm going to take a shot and say Dark Age is number four. It is not. Okay. It is King Conan number two again. Well, okay. King Conan the book again. Yes. Um, really enjoyed that first one. I'm, I'm liking Dark Ages. I feel like it's weird. Conan just came out, so it's fresh in my mind. I feel like Dark Ages has been forever since we had an issue. But, yeah, it does feel like it's been a little bit off to check the uh, spreadsheet to see where we're at with that. You're right. It's probably in the wind with my bad three. But uh, I'm looking over your book, and I know the book you're not looking forward to most is my bad three because it didn't come in yet. Um so is it Daredevil Woman Without Fear number one? No, it's Dark Ages number four. Oh, okay. Um, while I'm looking forward to Daredevil Woman Without Fear, we're in the midst of this Devil's Reign storyline. Uh, maybe getting a little too uh, big for its britches. It's good. Okay. But this is the month where all the different miniseries and one shots and everything are coming out. See, I didn't know that. I should have asked some questions. That's I, I should have been an a-, a questions asking guy. Right. Um, this is a questions asking podcast. So true. But my thought of the Daredevil Woman Without Fear was whatever happened in Daredevil, which I'm not reading because the creator Mark Wade isn't writing it. I figured that it was over, and this is the new direction. If that makes any sense, and it's uh, female Daredevil, so I was like, whatever, you know. So okay, so that's the thing. It's not. It's the middle of the storyline. Yep. Okay. So it's weird that there's a number one coming out in the middle of a storyline. Spoilers, where Elektra is and has been established as, you know, Daredevil for months now. Um, You know, there was kind of a buzz, like, maybe end of the summer, beginning of the fall, where it was, like, the first issue where she was in costume on the cover and people went nuts for the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Hot book, yeah. Hot book, right? You know, cover price as it should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I said, there's a ton of miniseries and stuff that are coming out. And I'm getting one of the miniseries, and I have to make, you know, the the executive decision of which ones to get and which ones not to get. And typically, I stick with like, you know, obviously if it's written by Chip Zdarsky, I'm gonna get it, which is where the number one falls in. Mm-hmm. But this one, obviously, based on the title, The Devil's Reign Superior 4, it's a Dr. Octopus thing, right? Okay. So I'm like, I'll get a Dr. Octopus thing. And then there's another one that's called Devil's Reign uh, Villains for Hire, which okay. is essentially a continuation of the King and Black Thunderbolts miniseries from the King and Black thing, right? It's the same right. creative team. And it's like that same team, but in this. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get that too because I enjoyed that. And it's less a continuation of Devil's Reign and it's more a continuation of this. And if they're going to tie it into Devil's Reign, then great. Um, I'm not digging how this 
Daredevil event is being handled. I'm enjoying it. I just don't enjoy the way that it's being handled. I should have known because you never really talked about any of the Daredevil stuff. But like I said, I thought New Direction, but obviously still stuck in a quagmire. Well, they'll get they'll get out eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, So while you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done, uh, including the new 2022 uh, taking the place of Todd and Joe have issues, which is the silver standard where we are going to determine who has the second best (laughs) rogues gallery in all of comics. Obviously, the Flash has the first best. Uh, We're going to put the matches together and let you, the listeners, decide on who has the best. Last week, uh, we pit from Spider-Man's side the Demo Goblin against, from the Batman side, Kite Man. And uh, it is going to be Kite Man moving on to the next round, as that is the person who got the most votes. Yep, he's going to soar into the next round, Joe. Mm. But it's Now, the way that this works is you're going to vote for who you think is the lamest of these villains. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I know we kind of get in our own heads and maybe in our own way a little bit in regards to this, but it's whoever you think is the lamest between these two, that's who you vote for. Right. And uh, since you won, you uh, make your case first for your next uh, your next one. Oh, okay. Um, so my character this week is the great Batman uh, villain, Bat Ombre, a.k.a. his real name is Luis Perlada. Um, He was, uh, basically what had happened was uh, the president of a South American nation of called Mantigua comes up to Gotham and meets Batman. There's an assassination attempt on the president, and he's like, well, could you come down? This is, you know, stemming from my country. And he's like, could you come down and help me, like, figure out how to rid these things. And he's like, he goes down and basically the president wants him to train someone to be Batman. So he goes through all these people and this guy, this Luis shows up and he's the one um, because there's a leader down there who's named El Papagayo, not that El Papagayo. Oh. So, you know, yes. Right. Um, this is in Batman 53 or 58, 58. Um, so it's 1949. So this is a rough, uh, this is an original, a rookie, El Papagayo, if you will. So they go down. He's like, we have to stop this, this crime lord. So he trains this guy, but we end up finding out that he's secretly working for El Papagayo. And Batman shows him all the tricks of the trade. He ends up giving him a horse because the Batmobile won't, Batmobile won't work there. But naturally, you give the horse a mask so no one will recognize said horse. That's right. <laughs> obviously, you know. So, but Batman is just, uh, Bat Ombre is just a Batman in a Batman costume with a long scarf and a big twirling mustache. <laughs> so the way Batman finds out that he's working for El Papagayo is one of El Papagayo's parrots landed on his shoulder and ripped the suit. And El Papagayo, just say it was a hawk. Don't say it was a parrot. So when he goes to see Batman, he's like, hey, that was just a hawk. And Batman goes, ah, in his head, he's like, those are parrot rips. So I know he's been working for El Papagayo. So he puts him in jail, but he sneaks out because they forgot to take the bat belt off him. And he ends up in a fight with Batman and falls to his death off a cliff, never to be seen again. So, um, yeah, bad ombre. Just on looks alone and having a horse with a mask. And by the picture I'm looking at, they may have given the horse costume, too, or the costume is just a black horse. I don't know. 
Uh, either way, bad ombre just on being bad ombre and in that outfit deserves to move on to the next round, no matter who you bring on, Joe. Well, I think, uh, again, I don't even need to make a case uh, for this guy. He makes the case for himself. Um, when a lot of times you close your eyes and you think of things that are terrible, just in not not just in comic books, but that people consider terrible in the world. Uh, one thing that kind of dates and makes things bad is the 70s. Nobody likes the 70s. And the thing that everyone hates the most from the 70s is disco music. And what better villain, and by better I mean worse villain, could there be than a villain whose gimmick is disco music? That's right. The hypno-hustler, Antoine Delcion, and the Mercy Killers, uh, with the aid of his hypno-guitar and his platform shoes that have blades in them, and a special knockout gas was able to try to control the world, or at least New York, using disco music. Sounds like a good plot to take over. Uh-huh. Um, I think he uh, may have been in a total of... And again, so he's become one of those characters that's been the butt of many a joke in the world of comic books. Mm-hmm. But I think in his original appearances, um, taken as a attempted to be taken as a quote unquote serious character, he had one appearance. One uh, and then after, and that was at one appearance in 1975. So it was you know kind of at the height of disco. So you got to give uh, Marvel uh, a little bit of props for being on top of things. But then I don't think he gets used again in any way, shape, or form until, like, the late or the to the mid-2000s. Wasn't he in Avengers Academy? No. So, okay. if I look at his appearances, right? Mm-hmm. He was in, in He was in an issue of Spider-Man Unlimited 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a flashback tale in Tangled Web. Uh, then he was in... House of M, Avengers, like an an alternate Elseworlds title, where, where disco was cool, and then he was in an, and then he was issue uh, six forty five of uh, Amazing Spider Man. So uh, Deadpool can make jokes at him. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I look at it as uh, El- Bat Ombre only made one appearance and never came back. So that's even lamer than at least they milk the hypno hustler loyalty and respect out of them. You know what I mean? Now, see, I, I, I'll just say I could do a lot more with bat ombre than I can with hypno hustler, especially in today's day and age. You bring a bat ombre out and kids are going to understand and get what that's about. People today, uh, you know, the kids, the youth of America, if you will, they don't know no disco from nothing. They'll just think he's like some sort of weird futuristic spaceman. Right. A cool futuristic spaceman. I didn't say cool. Who has probably goggles or something, you know? He's got like, uh, you know, the type of glasses that you would wear. You know. He's got his shoes and his hypno-hustler glasses? Yes. Gotcha. So he has them. I think he looks really cool. I think he'd make a great Dazzler villain. 
you know, like now, like that's like money. And so that so think about that. This is how lame this character is. When they get a disco themed superhero, well after disco is dead, you would think they would have the disco hero take on the disco supervillain. Uh-uh, we're not even going to cross that bridge. That's just stupid thinking. What you want to do is you want to poach a Spider-Man villain a la Kingpin like Daredevil did. And you have, you have like when, when, you know, take the good villains and put them in another book like Hypno Hustler. Bad Ombre just has no legs other than the four the horses on. That's it. Well, as much of these cases that Todd and I are making, the decision is going to be up to you, the listeners. Uh, sometime on Wednesday, the poll will go up on Twitter. The post will go up on longboxheroes.com. And uh, make your vote, cast your vote, who you think is lamer, Bat Ombre or the Hypno Hustler. Right. Uh, speaking of which, Todd, did we have any art attacks this week? We did. We had two art attacks. Let two? Me two um, from Andy Hedder. Um, got my Usagi Yojimbo book back today, signed and sketched by Stan Sakai. And it's a Usagi Yojimbo number two, and it has a nice little remark on it and a signature. Um, I always thought that's cool. You know, like sometimes you can't go and get the big sketches from these, you know, sought after creators. So getting a nice little remark is cool. And that, I mean, he has such a, I don't want to say a simplistic style, but it's a cartoony style. So the remark works very, very well. Like, cause it's not like a detailed character. So like that just pops on the cover. So I really like that. Yeah. And again, that's, you know, it's a number two, it's an old book. Um, I'm, you know, we're very much against grading on this show, but you know, if you can get something like that, a key issue, an old issue with a remark on it, you know, sometimes we'll give those, uh, gradings a pass, you know, I don't mind so much. Authenticate, you know the word I'm looking for. Uh, Making sure it's an authentic signature or sketch, and that's what the yellow label does. I don't mind that so much because, you know, someday there's going to be a pirate sketch opportunity thing out there, um, and I might even be starting it. But no, I so I have no problem with like getting stuff like this, um, and that's really cool. And also from uh, Mang Matt, a.k.a. The Mad Bassist, my late, latest shipment from Cot Green includes this zinger by Annie the Kitty, but she must not have had time to finish the logo. Where are the Hydra horns? Um, and it's basically a Punisher logo, uh, which says, which Marvel character has the best dad jokes? Pun is sure. Too bad his kids aren't around to hear them, which is... It was good up until that point, and she made such a terrible joke. Joe, I demand you stop giving her plugs during the plug section of the show. All right, no, I'll go out and I'll go back and I'll edit out the uh, the one that I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. I find that funny, and as we always talk, uh, her putting uh, different things on your package when you get mail order. That's 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 really cool, and the joke about like the new Punisher logo that's going to be coming up uh, that Matt did without the horns. Um, I'm not looking forward to that Punisher logo, but uh, good. I'm glad it's a nice little sketch. Yep. So if you got something, a remark or a sketch, or if you're at a con or you got something commissioned or you're reaching out to reminisce with creators about illicit tales of years <laughs> gone by. When you get those in, share them with us. Tag Todd's Art Attack. 
and we'll be sure to share them with the rest of the world ourselves. Yep. And uh, Joe, may I just bring up right now the uh, pigskin pickums to get them out of the way so you never have to hear about them again <laughs> until next year? Well, I was going to say, I, I had to do a retraction on at odds this week. I erroneously uh, said that you were in the lead over uh, Adam, my co-host, over on at odds, and he was very upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, about this and i think uh the, the way that things ended up he ended up in third place and you ended up tied for fifth is that correct yes, yes. and uh Sklodo ends up winning um congratulations hit me up we'll see about doing something um so uh yeah and then i'm not even going to mention the uh comics on the green one because whoever won that one should get an asterisk because a pup, couple of people dropped out but yeah, congratulations, Sklodo. Um, uh, it's it's good it's good to have you back, champion of the uh, Longbox Heroes Pigskin Pickups. Oh, I finished sixth place in the comic on the green one out of eleven people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So. Uh, so let me look at my list for the show. Uh, hey, uh, ways you can help out the show. Uh, go to our little store button, get shirts and pins and stickers with our fancy logo on them. I got them right here in the office. I can send them out to you. Uh, if you want more things with more designs inspired by stuff that we've said on this show, stuff on After Dark, uh, on At Odds, Hit My Music, Final Wrestling Place, you can head over to our T Public store. Uh, this weekend, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, is a sale, 35% off everything. And you can get those designs and everything from cell phone covers to notebooks and everything in between. Uh, you can also sign up for our Patreon. A uh, little as a dollar a month is going to get you those two bonus shows. Uh, previewing the past, looking at 30 years ago, this month's previews catalog. Uh, you know, 1992 was a big year in the world of comic books. And we're uh, slowly creeping up on uh, the explosion that would make the comic books uh, industry the biggest thing in the world still to this day, right? Yes, totally. Uh, and then the uh, new movie project uh, is the films of Mark Pirro. We had such a fun time with Todd's assignment from the six never seen movies of watching a Polish vampire in Burbank. Uh, we're going to dive into his filmography through the year 2022. Right. And at the $5 level, you get those same bonus shows. You just get them two weeks before everyone else. And then you also get uh, After Dark two days before everyone else. So you can listen to these shows in the correct listening order. Yes. Uh, last but not least, another way that you can help us out is making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon click-through. Uh, does not cost you anything extra. They call it an advertising fee. Gives us a couple Sense in the back end, I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money. Yeah. Some of the notable purchases that the Amazon click through this past week include a SanDisk 64 gig USB flash drive. That didn't hold a lot of preview scans, Joe. I was going to say the picture uh, looked familiar. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody also purchased Hawk padded inner glove hand wraps i guess someone is training uh martial arts mixed or unmixed i'm not really sure right uh somebody also purchased a dewalt six and a half inch circular saw wonder if that'll cut through bone 
Bone saw. There you go. Bone saw's ready. Mm -hmm. And somebody purchased the millionaire real estate agent and millionaire real estate investor ebooks. If you are a a millionaire real estate agent or millionaire real estate investor, uh, contact me because I have an opportunity for you to invest some funds in the show. Mm, I bet you that these were bought by the Prince of Portugal, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get ebooks worldwide, so possibly, possibly. True. And uh, I think that's it outside of TV talk, right? I didn't miss anything. No, I believe that is everything. All right. So uh, if you didn't watch the the Boba Fett TV show this past week, we bid you adieu. Thank you very much for listening. Episode 589, Longbox Heroes. And we're always a week behind on those because the new episodes come out right after uh, we're done recording here. So Mm -hmm. Uh, now speaking of the Boba Fett show, it looks like there's seven episodes. Why did I think there was only six? I don't know. Okay. I didn't know how many episodes there were. I don't keep track of that. Okay. I try to, you know, because obviously things start crossing over and stuff. And when we did uh, Hawkeye, it was like Hawkeye leads into this and then this leads into that, you know, so there's no overlap on the Disney Plus shows. Right. Sometimes there's a gap between the two shows because they'll do that special recap episode of whatever they're going to do. You know what I mean? Right. So. Uh, so, uh, I'll let you start things off since there's only one show. Yes. So, uh, Book of Fett, you know, once again, uh, is mostly, uh, Boba in the, uh, back to pod, not a tank. And he's remembering his time with, uh, the, uh, sand people and it's, uh, them, you know, doing stuff every day. And then this train ends up coming through the great dune sea and it always just starts taking pot shots at the sand people it ends up wiping a bunch of them out so uh boba decides that he's going to help his new friends and he ends up he's like he knows what he needs he's so he goes on a trip to uh to go and uh the town over that he saw in the last couple episodes and he goes and he ends up beating up a bunch of gang members thugs and stealing their speeder bikes. And he ends up in a comical montage of teaching the sand uh, people how to ride the speeder bikes because they are going to uh, stop the train. He's like, I'm going to stop the train. He's learned their language and sign language and stuff like that. So he ends up doing that and they end up going and take on the train and he uh, basically stops it through like, you know, uh, like jumping on it and, and shutting it down and, and blowing it up. And he ends up taking the people on board and he says, you come through every day. And he's like, yeah, we shoot them because we figured they're going to attack us. He's like, well, these people own the dude. See, if you're going to come through here, you have to, you have to give them tribute and you'll survive. So take your like illegal gotten stuff and get out of here and go back and tell your bosses. Cause that's the way it's going to be. And in that, he goes back and the tribe celebrates and they end up giving him a Spectrox lizard to shove up his nose so he can go on a vision quest to get his, I think they're called gaffy sticks. Gaffy Um, sticks. And he has like a vision. He goes to this tree and he breaks off a branch and he has to forge it into the gaffy stick uh, that he has been training with 
the uh, sand people and, you know, he ends up getting their respect and everything. And that's where we're at with that. But then in the future, it's him going to in the present. I'm sorry, going to see the mayor uh, because he finds out through one of the uh, assassins who tried to kill him last week that that's who it is after he tricks him in uh, thinking that like because they're so uh they're they're trained that they won't give up any knowledge he's like yeah but what about if you go into my ranker pit and he th- throws him into the ranker pit uh that was jabba's and he ends up giving up the ghost to who it was it was the the mayor and the door opens and there's no ranker pit uh ranker in the pit so he he gets you know fooled they end up taking him to the mayor he ends up running into bib fortuna done right again and he's like, you can't go in and see the mayor. And he's like, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't need uh, a, uh, what do you call it? A, a meeting. He goes in and they end up talking to the mayor and the mayor is a hammerhead person. And he ends up killing the guy. And he's like, listen, if it was me, it wouldn't have led back to me. Like he gives him all this stuff. He's like, think about who really wants you dead. And he's like, why don't you go over to so-and-so's place, which is the other uh, Twilik, the lady Twilik who owns a cantina, and see what's going on over there. He's like, okay. He goes over and he ends up talking to her. And he ends up hearing one of those, I forget what they're called, that they carry the people on. um, And these huts show up. And it's the two huts that are cousins to Jabba. They're the twins. And they end up telling them that they're here for his uh his crime syndicate he's like you're a bounty hunter you're not that and he's like no this is my end now if you want to go we'll kind of go and they end up saying well we're going to come back and uh just just kind of watch your back and in the end um we think they're the ones who sent the assassin and he's going to have to deal with them now that being said um the whole time i was watching that i felt so bad for the slaves carrying the huts Oh my God. Every time I saw like them like stumble and stuff, I'm like, those huts are going down. But uh, I enjoyed the episode. Did I miss anything, Joe? No, I think you covered everything. Um, I'm all about, uh, I didn't like the flashbacky stuff last week, but again, I'm kind of, I guess, on board with it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand why it needs to be told to get us to this point to establish Boba Fett being accepted as a Tuscan Raider. Um, I will never not love saying gaffy stick. Right. Um, which was, you know, um, obviously there's a lot of very much like Native American, a lot of, if you've ever seen the film, Dances with Wolves sort of thing. Right. Where Boba Fett is accepted into the people of this land's culture and accepted as one of them. And if history has taught us how these relationships go, I'm sure it'll go great for all parties involved. Definitely not a problem. Since in current day time that we're watching, Boba Fett is flanked by dozens, if not thousands, of Tusken Raiders. (laughs) Right, right. Um, No, I get what you're saying. I just hope that it's not... The, the 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 sand people have gotten a bad you know go of it like oh you know Anakin may have done some done him dirty in in the movies and stuff like that in the prequels that never happened that you always right. say um but you get what I'm saying I'd like to see whatever it was was like the fact 
in the old in the Mand- Mandalorian episodes. It's the fact that Mando shows up, another Mandalorian on uh, Tatooine. He's like, okay, I have to, like, I'm leaving you. I've gone as far as I can go with you know you people, and I'm going to go and see about him. And he ends up finding his armor and, and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm hoping it's that, and it's not. Oh, more Tuscan Raiders get wiped out. I'd actually like to see them thrive from the tribute that, like, basically, I hope Boba leaves them better than he found them. You know what I mean? That would be great. Uh, I don't think they're going to fail or fall or whatever because of Boba Fett. I I think Boba Fett's going to work as hard as he can to not have that happen. But sadly, I think that's going to happen. And then he has to go down, hunt out down his uh, armor kind of a deal. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. It's the tragic origin. So. Yes. Um, and then, of course, I. it's just that I like the more cat and mouse who's behind this sort of stuff of the present day stuff. Of course, um, as you say, the, the Bib Fortuna done right, which is wrong. But I like that they keep saying uh, Bib Fortuna's name. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stuff with the major domo of the mayor and the mayor is a hammerhead type person. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it's like one of these, like, uh, who's going to flinch first sort of things, you know? Right. And like you said, as long as they say Bib Fortuna's name, it will never be forgotten. Right. But I honestly think all of this, everything that's going on, it's not the huts. It's not the mayor. It's not, uh, I can't think of his assistant's name. What's her, uh, from Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., Fenric? Uh, Fennec, sure. Fennec, I don't think it's her. I think, I honestly think it's Bib Fortuna done right, playing everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I The, really the like Major Domo, that. the Twi'lek guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think he's a weasel. He's playing all sides against each other, so he can try to sneak in and become the mayor, the crime boss, both mm-hmm. something. Yep, totally. Yeah, he's just a little weasel. I don't like him. Well, yeah, it's just because you... Well, I'm not going to say you hate Twi'lex because you respect one. I still uh, hate no, Jawas. No, this is the only one I don't like. This is the only one I don't like. I like them all. I still hate Jawas, man. Hate them. Yeah, nobody likes Jawas. So. Uh, but no, I really like this too. I'm on board. Uh, and obviously we're going to have a lot to watch this week because we got a Boba Fett. <laughs> We got Legends of Tomorrow coming back, <laughs> and we got not one, not two, but three episodes of the John Cena show. Is that what right. it's called? Yes, it's called uh, John Cena Maker of Pieces. It's called Jimmy Pistol Presents John Cena Wearing a Hat. There but not as go. John Cena had a different hat. No, completely different. And don't forget, we have to watch all those and then the end after credit scenes for the John Cena show. Right. Uh, but I'm excited to watch. I'm excited uh, Legend Tomorrow's back. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm not excited that there's three episodes of Peacemaker, but I will absolutely watch three episodes of Peacemaker before we record next week. Right. Short, snackable show next week, Joe. I'm getting it right out of the way. Uh-huh. Well, I hope you enjoyed this snack of an episode because it's time to uh, clean up your mess because this is the end of episode 589 long box heroes for todd this is joe saying thank you for listening and we will see you all here next week remember be a faucet not a drain
You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. 